third culture kids and anybody else any third culture allies anybody else who's um, encountered a complex story um, welcome and thank you so much for joining me on this podcast and this particular episode as well um feeling a bit emotional recording this one i was wondering where to land around the topic for today and I'm having a bit of an unusual week. Um, My clients have noticed um, a different background um, on our calls because I'm having to abandon my office for the week um, due to some uh, construction work going on in my roof. Um, I'm getting my loft boarded. So I'm a bit displaced. I'm in the the living room and working from there, which is actually a rather nice change. But it's been a bit of an unexpected process, simply getting my loft boarded. Um, For anybody who lives in a part of the world that doesn't have lofts, um, it's the attic space. So my top floory uh, my top floory, my top floor ceiling um, up to the cavity um, between that ceiling and the, the roof, the kind of tilted roof of um, the UK, is kind of a wasted space. We, we put insulation up there, um, but there's no solid floor to uh, walk on or to be able to store things. And it's been an absolute longing of mine ever since moving to this home, coming up to nearly two years ago, um, to have that space made usable. So I'm excited. Um, And what has this got to do with third culture kids? Bear with me. I'm excited. I'm excited because I get to keep things. I get to gather things. I get to nest now it's exciting as well because um there's that little child in me that's remembering um c.s lewis's the magician's nephew the the prequel to the lion the witch in the wardrobe and there's this very very clear image of these children as part of their adventure um crawling between the boards in the attics um very carefully so as not to fall through because their lofts weren't boarded um and so it's very evocative and that takes me a little bit back to my childhood and imagining that space and in a day or so I'll get to climb up into that space there's something quite magical about the small dark spaces of attics um and it reminds me of my grandmother's attic um of all the things to remember about my grandmother, but she very generously um, made space in that attic for me to store things when I went away to university. And that meant a lot. It might have been one of the first experiences I'd really had of, at least within my memory, of being able to put things aside to come back to later. 
that I was leaving and making a new home somewhere else, but there would be things waiting for me. And that meant a lot, having a space in her attic to come back to. And so the two guys that are here who are doing absolute backbreaking work for me this week to board my loft, I was having a little chat with them about how excited I was and how many things I'm going to accumulate and how many more Christmas decorations I can get my hands on. And I suddenly, it caught in my throat and uh, I potted downstairs and left them to it. And I thought, what? This has really gotten to me. It was one of those chapters colliding moments where I realised how much it means to actually have a space to keep things in. I've always been really good at getting rid of stuff. I think a lot of us as TCKs develop a fair amount of ruthlessness about um, anti-materialism, you could call it maybe. Um, It's just stuff, we can get rid of it, we can get new stuff in the new place, it costs more to transport than it does to replace, etc. And there's a lot of loss in that. Um, Later on in life, some of us become collectors of nostalgic childhood items that we weren't able to keep and so we collect again in adulthood some of us stay pretty minimalist and others of us become collectors of things I definitely fall into the second category but it's still quite a new experience to have the space to justify it I don't have to get rid of things anymore and what it means to me to be able to keep things for my child as well as she grows up that there will always be space for her stuff means so much so so much I'm wondering what is coming up for you as you're listening to me walk my path here if you've had similar moments of recognition that something's changing around how you get to use space now, perhaps it's the inverse for you. Perhaps you've grown up with space and you're doing agonizing work of paring things down. And I recognize I'm in a very privileged position in being able to lay claim to this much space. And to facilitate my use of it. And to use the resources around me to do that. The thing that strikes me is. How incredibly lucky I actually am. My parents did I think quite an intentional job around keeping certain childhood items. I've got a very old, very battered yellow elephant toy that I've been able to pass on to my child that that I've had since birth I've got a a comb in the shape of a giraffe <laughs> that was a baby comb the odd book um and when we made our final move off of the abroad phase of our lives um I brought scrapbooks and I was I was made space for <laughs> 
we were invited to consider very intentionally what we wanted to bring with us and that meant so much. What strikes me, however, at this point in life is that I was invited very intentionally by my parents to keep things from Africa, from France. I was not invited to hold on to toys associated with my childhood years in the UK. That really strikes me. There's a doll in particular that I remember there being much fuss made of and things that my grandparents put aside for me to play with when we would visit them for long stretches and I've no idea where these things are now. And it makes me curious. I'd need to speak more to my parents about what the circumstances were around this, but it does make me think of all the stories I hear from TCKs about how often we privilege the portions of our story that were the abroad, that were, if you like, the obviously TCK parts. But I was a child in those passport country parts as well. I was still growing and learning and developing. They weren't blip years in my life. I still had attachment to things, significant experiences with things. And I don't have any tangible access to those memories now. I've talked before a little about the moral hierarchy that we can kind of create around languages, which languages we are more proud of being able to speak than others, and what that does and how that interacts with our sense of identity. But does this happen with stuff too? Where baby things associated with our host countries could perhaps get more privileged within our stories than those items that we enjoyed in our passport countries. Makes me wonder, and I'm sad about it. I wish I had that doll. It takes me to who I am as a parent now and how I am parenting a non-TCK now and how she will have the freedom to keep what she likes in one place. There are many wonderful experiences I had growing up that she won't get to have. Um, But the inverse is also true and it's... It's wonderful to be able to so taken for grantedly be able to have that part of our lives. Well, she'll be taking it for granted. I won't. So, I'm talking to you today about my loft. Because somehow it connects me to my TCK story. Somehow it invites memories and thoughts and considerations and if you're a parent of TCKs listening to this I would invite you to consider 
preserving toys for your children and books for your children where you can that are aligned with that child's care for them. To really notice where your story for them might be leading decisions rather than their experience. It's very easy for us to do that. To privilege what we think is more important. And I have to ask myself that every time I'm more willing to spend money on an open-air theatre performance than I am oh, something my daughter would infinitely prefer. Because I privilege it as a better for her experience, as a more important for her experience. Something to think about, our stuff. And if you are in a place in your life where you don't get to keep things, where it's hard to hold on to tangible connecting points, photographs are such a wonderful gift for this. Taking photographs of the things that matter to us, keeping what we can. There's no shame in keeping what we can. There's an awful lot of um, kickback against hoarding and accumulation um, and what we often associate that with is materialism but these are transition objects. They are holders of story. We look at them, we touch them, we smell them and we are taken back to ourselves at another time and those selves mattered. And it's okay to hold them close. So I invite that for you today. If you're struggling to give yourself permission to enjoy stuff, or if you are grieving the loss of childhood objects, I hear you. I really hear you. Thank you for listening.